0: You're listening to the DCAU Review, hosted by Cal and Liam. Streaming on iTunes, Google Podcasts, and at dcaureview.com. Now, here's today's episode. Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays to all of our listeners. I am Cal, and welcome to the DCAU Review. We are doing episode 33, which is a very special episode. And uh, joining me for it, as always, my co-host, good brother, and at DCAU Twitter Guru, it is my good friend Liam. Liam, welcome to episode 33. Ho, ho, ho. It's, as you mentioned, it's the holiday season. tis,
1: And we've got a very special uh, special episode today, our first ever Elseworlds episode. Yeah. We're not covering any of the, the main shows.
0: It's not a traditional DCAU. It's not even Static
1: Shock or, or the Zeta <laughs> Project. It's, no. It's not a movie. We are reviewing our first ever episode of... Uh, Of
0: Batman the Brave and the Bold Which if you had told me That this was going to be our first Elseworlds episode I probably would have said That's a Bold choice, <laughs> um, but the reason <laughs> why we brave in the bold choice—we're <laughs> <laughs> we- so good with the puns. Um, but the reason why we did that—we were looking for a uh, Christmas-themed episode, and we were we were talking earlier this week. We said, "Hey, why don't we do a Christmas episode?" And uh, obviously, we already covered Christmas with the Joker last last year, almost a year yes. ago. Um, so we couldn't cover that one, and uh, it was between that holiday nights, and then you were like, "Hey, well, there's a Batman Brave in the Bold episode." Episode, so why don 't we do yep. that and personally, I've never seen uh any of the Batman Brave of the Bull cartoons, so I said, "Hey, why the heck not so uh yeah why don't why don 't we uh we'll jump right into our, our categories here, but uh why don 't you give a little background beforehand because i other than knowing that the guy who is drew carey 's <laughs> sidekick uh, did the voice of Batman on this episode and that it was a little more lighthearted uh than previous incarnations, certainly in the DCAU traditional Batman uh incarnation uh a little little more lighthearted. Uh I didn't know much about this. So if if no if the listeners at home had not watched the show, what do you think they need to know about this?
1: Yeah, so it was uh the show's uh, head producer was James Tucker who got his start as a storyboard artist back on Superman, the animated series worked through as a pro- producer during justice league and justice league unlimited. Uh, and this was sort of his first show, uh, kind of striking out on his own in the same vein as Glenn Murakami did with the teen Titan show. Uh-huh. This is sort of his chance to put his stamp, his own, he's in the driver's seat now. Um, and he chose rather than to, trying to sort of follow up with another, DCAU type show The Brave and the Bold, which is of course a, a famous comic, mm-hmm. was basically every month it would be two heroes team up Right, This one obviously has Batman's name on it, so every episode it's Batman teaming up with a different hero and rather than sort of trying to make it more sort of a traditional action-adventure you know, just punch-em-up type of show uh, they decided to make it more of sort of a love letter to Silver Age uh, mm-hmm. DC Comics so Batman is in his light blue sort of Neil Adams type suit. Uh-huh. Uh, everybody's very you know big square chested. You still see that that you know almost like a, a more exaggerated version of that Bruce Timm style. Sure, um, very square chested, you know, big jaws, uh, a lot of you know kind of quirky one liners. So, sort of in the vein, not quite to the level of an Adam West Batman. But in that sort of same vein where there's a lot of, it's a lot lighter, there's a lot of comedy. Some of the comedy is coming from sort of how straight-laced Batman is Mm -hmm. as he's fighting these very ridiculous over-the-top villains and his throwing out one-liners and puns and stuff like that. So it's really, it's a completely different animal than almost any other uh, DC cartoon there's ever been but uh i think that works to its advantage because it gets to break new ground mm-hmm. which i mean you i believe this show premiered in 2009 okay. so obviously this is after justice league this is after batman beyond it feels like what's left to do with a batman cartoon the batman had already been on and then off the air mm-hmm. so you can't even just do like young batman or whatever you know right. that's already been done now and so they kind of tying out this uh this sort of little slice of of a fun where they found to just do sort of a Batman teams up with a different hero every week and we sort of just get a lot of wacky silly s- stories um, that are very over the top but very fun.
0: Yeah, I I was um I I wouldn't say I we had talked about it briefly before and I I knew that you you had. Uh, some appreciation for it, so I, I didn't expect it to be awful, uh, but I don't think I expected it to be as good. Yeah, uh, I didn't expect to have as much fun as I did in uh, in watching this episode. Um, I think the plot, so the the basic plot of this episode, <laughs> it's not very basic at all. Uh, centers around Red Tornado, who is the supporting character in this episode, yes. and uh, he is trying to find the Christmas spirit. Um, he some he save some kids who uh encourage him to find the Christmas spirit he doesn't know what it is he's very robotic and uh you know he begins seeking out to find the Christmas spirit and it's yeah. about his journey trying to find that meanwhile uh this villain Funhouse who is sort of a substitute for Toy Man, uh decides he's going to attack I guess it's Gotham they don't really say what city it is yeah. I guess it's Gotham because there's yeah it definitely is Gotham cuz you see the the uh, movie theater where Bruce went to see uh yes. Mask of Zorro. but uh you know so Funhouse starts attacking the city and trying to ruin Christmas and rob various houses with these toys that he's created and Batman and Red Tornado have to stop him um it's fun it's yes. it's it's just fun like that's the only thing that I can I can say it's it, like you said, doesn't take itself too seriously. It's um, it's a it's a good throwback. You know, we have appreciation for Adam West's incarnation of Batman, absolutely. But it's not just a straight copy of that either. It's. I, I told you when we were we were talking about this before we went on the air. Just it reminded me a little bit of if you took Batman and put him in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. <laughs> um, you know, it's it's if you that's the hallmark of the Marvel Cinematic Universe is nothing is serious. Like nothing, right. even your darkest movie that they've done so far in in, in that it has its light hearted moments in sure. it. So. It's a balance, and I think that my first impression of this is, oh, this is what it would be like if Batman was in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's, it's serious, and that Batman is still fighting villains, but he's quipping, and he's, you know, there's, there's a fun balance there.
1: Yeah, and one thing, and as you mentioned, the Adam, uh, we both now mentioned the Adam West comparison. Very much in that way, the thing that I think reminded us most of Adam West is that Batman himself is not winking at the camera Mm -hmm. he doesn't he still doesn't smile very much he's still batman there are elements of even though this is a lighter version and he's fighting flying saucers and robot santas he's still batman here so he's still very serious he's still very grim and yes there's and there's natural comedy that comes from that especially as he's paired with this very light story of red tornadoes, trying to give him Christmas gifts, right. and just sort of trying to engage him in conversation about the Christmas holiday, and trying to kind of get Batman to open up a little bit about like why he doesn't like Christmas. Uh, and, and that actually takes, <laughs> us, and as we're dumping <laughs> into plot here, that actually takes us into
0: maybe the weirdest left turn they could have possibly taken here. It's bizarre, it, and honestly, it's kind of what brought down it brought down the episode for me, and and not because it was bad it's just okay you're trying to figure out what the tone is and we talked about it's a fun it's fun you're supposed to have fun and in a super dark way the reason that it's revealed that batman (laughs) doesn't like christmas because he first of all his parents were killed on christmas yes but it was after an incident where he acted like a brat because he didn't get the toy that he wanted. Yes,
1: so his parents give him a nutcracker <sighs> that Bruce's grandfather had given to him. Bruce breaks that nutcracker, slams it against a wall, um, and then they take him to see The Mark of Zorro because he. they mentioned he wanted a swashbuckler toy. So they try to take him to a swashbuckler movie to make up for it. He's still not happy. And then the next shot is them walking into a dark alley, you see the flash of the gun go off <laughs> twice, and you hear Bruce shout, Mom, Dad <laughs> It's so it's haunting. It was it was like,
0: ha ah, ah, ha ha so ah. <laughs>
1: Like I, I started to laugh when we watched it because it was just so and it felt like almost something like a dark joke that you would see in like teen titans go or something right? The teen
0: titans movie teen titans go to the movies does a joke about the death of batman's parents and it's done in a humorous way yes where it's very dark but it's done this was not meant to be
1: a comedic moment at all though this was meant to be sort of the crux of you know even though you know red tornado is a robot we understand why he doesn't understand the christmas spirit right but this is the explanation why batman a real feeling living person also doesn't have the Christmas spirit. It's because his parents died after he was mean to them, and he never got to say he was sorry. <sighs> like, that just comes so out of left field. And then we go, and they're, like, fighting action figures. Yeah. It was... So it's like these this random, like, three minutes of the episode just goes so
0: dark. Yeah. Um, and for that, because we're, you know, we talked about it, we have to kind of look at this in a different way than we do the other DCAU cartoons. Yeah. Because it's a little more lighthearted, it's more fun. Uh, that almost works against this. I think we talked about in this, in this, this case. So my score for plot was a seven out of 10. Yeah. I'm pretty good. Yeah. I'm right around there.
1: I'm six out of 10. I went, um, yeah, it it's just it's so jarring and there are certain episodes of Braving the Bold which we might cover down the line that are more serious in nature but that tone is consistent mm-hmm. throughout the entire episode mm-hmm. whereas this is wacky fun Christmas holiday jokes. Right. And then that. Super t- And then back to the wacky fun Christmas stuff. Right. Um, And there is a nice little bit at the end where Batman goes into the Batmobile and Alfred has left the repaired Nutcracker as a gift. And it's a nice, sweet little ending moment, but it was just so... If they had just done the one where Bruce had, like, broken the Nutcracker, it would have been weird, but that would have been okay. Right. But literally having it be that, no, that's the night his parents died... Woof. (laughs) Woof. Yeah. Yeah, so still good still a lot of fun but that clash in styles was uh was like i said
0: jarring to say the least certainly all right and let's move uh on to music uh so music again different tone different show yeah. different style um, my thoughts on the music is it's it's modeled because it's modeled after Silver Age. It seems to be more modeled after a similar style to the '60s Batman. Yes, uh, a lot of trumpets, got, uh, a lot of horns. A lot of horns uh, some jet. Ja- it's it's a little more jazzy. Yes, there's a uh, some quick tempo and even the intro, uh, very jazzy. Mm. Um, it isn't offensive. I don't think that it's. uh, it, it didn't do anything necessarily to hurt this episode. There was some, you had some classic holiday tunes in there, some good yes. Christmas uh, Christmas songs. You had Red uh,
1: Tornado's great version of uh, Jingle Bells. That was so good. Yeah, Costs a Family.
0: <laughs> jingle Bells, Jingle Bells,
1: Jingle All the Way. You go try to
0: sing Christmas carols to them. Oh, man. I'm definitely going to put the clip of that <laughs> in here. It was so good. Um, yeah, that was remarkable. Um, so, yeah. But it wasn't anything, you know, it's not classic. It's nothing yeah. that you're going to remember. Um, my my score is just middle of the road, 5 out of 10.
1: Yeah, same for me, 5 out of 10. Nothing nothing terrible. Like you said, I, I do like the sort of jazzy. It does give it, again, a little bit of a unique flavor. But and and the opening theme is very striking. That's a memorable tune. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the rest of the music sort of just fades in the background. And there's a lot there's a lot because of it's so striking visually. And there's a lot of really over the top voice acting as well. So it's just it just kind of fades in the background, as we mentioned with the
0: main shows. That just happens sometimes. I agree. All right, uh, let's move on to animation. So animation is uh, you know again our first first time reviewing these episodes. So hard to tell what's on model or or not on model. I really actually appreciated. I thought I was going to be annoyed by it, um, but the animation style, as you mentioned, is a very. It's sort of just a streamlined, um, almost Archer. Archer, if Archer was drawn by Bruce Tim, I think would be <laughs> like Archer. The the uh, animated series was mm. was drawn by Bruce Tim. It's very like it reminded me of that. Like in, in whatever whatever they use to animate. Um, the episodes but it's it 's good, I really, really like it a lot, and I know there 's a couple of cameos in this episode, artistically, yes. which you said it seems like that that was a that was a, th- a theme yes that uh, James Tucker and the other pr- producers uh, had had some fun on these uh, these episodes, uh, but there were some cool cameos that you 'll talk about. Um, But, uh, yeah, I think it was strong. There was nothing that looked weird. Um, The the only thing that I didn't care for was uh, Red Red Tornado's face looks a little odd because they gave him such an overbrow and no no nose. Yeah. Um so I I feel like in previous incarnations of Red Tornado he typically has a more human like face with yes. a nose and everything. Um so that was a little little different and a little not as cool for me. Uh, I didn't appreciate it as much. Uh, but I I still think it's really really strong. Um it's different. But it fits the show really well, I gave it eight out of ten. Wow, what about you? <laughs> <laughs> well, surprise surprise, I also gave
1: visuals eight out of ten. <laughs> yeah, I like the designer red tornado he has like these big silver shoulder pads, and as far as the visual side of things, uh, at the end as this giant action figure is attacking, he sort of uh puts his hands together and this these these silver shoulder pads slide down yeah, that was and cool. create like a tornado cannon basically. Mm-hmm. And he you know, this giant red tornado shoots out of him a lot of really they visualized his powers in a very cool way cuz mm-hmm. he uses them a lot. There's a scene early in the episode where he's just decorating his house in Christmas decorations and there's just like a red sweeping tornado moving across the house and as the tornado goes by just more and more Christmas decorations show up on the lawn and on the house. They just they use his powers I thought in a very creative way um where he he saves Batman and some children are falling off of a cliff in a sleigh uh, led by reindeer, and he <laughs> saves them, and it looks like the sleigh is flying uh, magically. So I really like the most of the visuals on Red Tornado. Mm-hmm. Um, as you mentioned, a few uh, cameos: uh, Funhouse hat throws an exploding doll at Batman and Red Tornado, which happens to it's just it's baby doll. It, yeah, from it's baby doll from Batman series. the
0: Animated Series, the uh, original Batman the Animated Series. Animation. Yeah, so
1: uh, so that was that's a nice little clip. You also saw in in one of the crowd scenes, you see the. The old lady from Christmas with the Joker, who <laughs> mm-hmm. you know the Batman and Robin think she's about to be robbed, but the the hoodlum is actually just returning mm-hmm. a package she
0: had dropped. I think one of the guys driving the car, one of the cars, was one of Two Face's henchmen from the the Two Face episode. I believe you the, right. the upturned nose, yes, um, yes, 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 pig yes. like nose. Um, and there is there was a child, young child that looked a little bit like Bruce Tim. Yes, uh, and that's yeah, that's another hallmark into the series. A lot of
1: You'll see Paul Dini, you'll see Glen Murakami, you'll see Bruce Tim, and uh, James Tucker himself in various uh, background shots or, or character moments. Again, just again, a little extra mile, a little nice little flourishes. And we didn't really mention this, but at the beginning of every uh, Brave and the Bold episode, there's like they're cold open before the theme plays. Is its entire own little short story contained but in it within itself? Yeah, so it's just like a little two minute action beat. And so for this one, it was the, the Sportsmaster is attacking the World uh, Bowling Championships, <laughs> and uh, Batman and the the Blue Beetle, the the Jaime Reyes version of Blue Beetle, uh, which we'll get to in voice acting a little bit more yep. too. But uh, uh, show up to stop him, and they just have a fun little fight, and Batman defeats the Sportsmaster by hitting him with a bowling pin. That was so good. But it's just again just these fun little bits, and they again they visualize the Blue Beetles. Uh, powers pretty pretty well as well, so yeah. just again little extra flourishes and and uh the extra mile that they they went to here and you can see that carried over from uh the you know the the classic the the main DCAU shows and you know the, these are all
0: very clearly labors of love at the end of the day, absolutely all right William, and our last category you alluded to it momentarily ago or moments ago. And uh, that is voice acting. And uh, we have a whole new voice cast, whole new... uh, We've alluded to a couple people so far. There are some cool cameos. Yes. uh, The first of which started in the very first scene, as you talked about, in the self-contained Blue Beetle and Batman uh, story arc. But uh, let's talk about some of the voice casting. So,
1: obviously, Batman uh, is our first episode of this. Uh, Diedrich Bader plays Batman, who you probably know. As you mentioned, he was one of Drew Carey's friends on the Drew Carey Show. Uh-huh. He was uh, he was the the workout guy in Napoleon Dynamite with the American flag bandana and pants. <laughs> yes. yes, and uh, was also, of course, Hostelgado on uh, <laughs> on the Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy, which was uh, one of my favorite shows growing up. <laughs> um, so uh, I think he does a really great job. He's for good. this version of Batman again. As we mentioned, very straight laced to a comedic effect he does a great job he's got wacky one liners to give but he doesn't there's never a moment where it feels like he's winking at you
0: yeah he's he's good he he's he you know it's it's hard to it's hard to follow up uh, Kevin Conroy. Yes, this is our first Batman that isn't Kevin Conroy. Correct. Um, and he's not Kevin Conroy, but he doesn't <laughs> need to be in this. Like Kevin Conroy wouldn't fit in this incarnation, I don't think very well. Yeah. Um, so it, he does a good job. I absolutely. I think you're right.
1: Um, so playing, uh, well, as as we met him first, technically in the episode, mentioned the Blue Beetle was played by somebody who sounded awfully familiar. He Turns did. out it's Will Friedle, aka Terry McGinnis, yeah, as a, as the as the Blue Beetle here, and he also did I think some other voices throughout the show. But uh-huh. uh, yeah, he plays the, sort of the the very it's the teenage Blue Beetle who sort of has this alien scarab <laughs> attached to his back that talks to him and tries to control his. His mind a little bit, so it's a lot of him like
0: arguing with himself and it's funny that he got cast as yet another young Yes, another teenage <laughs> young teenage superhero that has a super suit. Yes. <laughs> and that works with Batman. That works with Batman, go um, figure.
1: So yeah, it was but it's always cool to hear um uh, to hear those voices that mm-hmm. you recognize. And speaking of voices we recognize from other DCAU shows, mm-hmm. uh, voicing the Red Tornado was uh, one uh Corey Burton. He,
0: he was Tremendous! He's so awesome. Did he not do? He did Red Tornado in in uh, Justice League Unlimited. Did he not? I actually believe that was Powers Booth. Oh, you're correct. Okay, there was, but there was one episode where he talked. I'm pretty sure. If I had to guess. Uh, I'm pretty sure he did. It's not the one with with the Sui. Not the no, one. no, that's the one I'm thinking. Oh, of, is, okay. yeah, the, he talks in the Great Brain Robbery. And, okay, and it's his Tower Powers Spoof. Booth. Okay. They just put like an effect on his voice. I lied. But, <laughs> I lied. <laughs> okay. That's okay. All right, but, I was mistaken.
1: Yes, but uh, he does the voice here, and sort of it's it's obviously it's a it's a robot trying to understand human. <laughs> uh, they were like, you did a robot voice in, in Superman the Animated Series. You're so robotic, Corey. Go for it. <laughs> It's so good, but he, yeah, he's awesome. Again, all, all throughout the episode, he's interacting. He has like a a superhero alter ego. He's a professor, mm-hmm. um, which is weird. <laughs> yes, I was like, who the heck is this guy? <laughs> and then he takes off his mask and his red tornado.
0: That's interesting.
1: Yes, um, and then he's yes, all throughout the episode, he's trying to figure out the Christmas spirit someone describes it as, uh, tingling feelings, and (laughs) so he's trying to talk to Batman about this, and of course, as we mentioned in plot, Batman doesn't really want to talk about Christmas, (laughs) because his parents died. Right. But... (laughs) (laughs) so awkward. But, uh, so there's that... They have a really fun back and forth throughout the episode, though, because, again, you have the one character who's a robot, so he doesn't have a lot of, like, inflection or change in voice, and then the other character is Batman... Who just sort of naturally is kind of uh, can be a one note character at times, but their their talking to each other is still really fun and entertaining for
0: the most part, right? Which I think shows the talent of the men there. I and would agree completely. Um, you also we didn't didn't mention it, but we were talking about the Sportsmaster uh, little opening there. Sportsmaster's voice was the guy that did Tony Zuko's voice. Yes, also. Yes, yes. So another another DCAU tie in there. Um and then yeah, we had Gary
1: Anthony Williams was playing uh, Funhouse, who as we mentioned is basically just looks like the Toy Man, but feels like kinda of one of those things where for some reason maybe they weren't allowed to use that character right. at the at the time for some reason. So they just um, changed his um, name. Yeah, he looks like the Super Friends toy Man basically. Mm-hmm. Um but uh yeah, Gary Anthony Williams who was he was on Boston Legal, he was Bebop in the most recent live action Ninja Turtles movie a uh, character actor pretty famous if you, yeah
0: if you google his picture you will know exactly you'll see him you are like oh that
1: guy yes yeah. exactly yep. but uh, yeah overall uh, voice cast I thought was so
0: strong I gave voice acting a 10 out of 10 get the heck out of here because Liam I, I'm so taken aback because I also gave voice <laughs> acting a ten out of ten. Oh. Double the sound effects. Double the sound effects. That's right. You love it when we can when we can play that sound effect. Yeah, really, really strong. Corey Burton is uh he's the goat, man. Yes. He's the goat. He's the greatest of all time.
1: Well and again there's so much and of course it's Corey Burton, so he has to play like three other voices in the episode. <laughs> and just his, his uh his versatility and again that's not breaking news. We've already talked about that on Superman, you know, he plays that general and then he's also playing Brainiac and he's also playing a soldier in the background or something right. too. It's he's he's, just, he's always he's always doing three or four voices on, on every show that he's that he's on, and he's always great. And Agreed. he always manages to bring again, even though it's very recognizably Corey Burton's voice, he brings a uniqueness. He doesn't just he's not doing Brainiac mm-hmm. as Red Tornado. You know, yeah. he found a way to make it a little more unique, and I think that's that's pretty cool.
0: I agree. All right, uh, so that will bring us to our final scores, Liam. Uh, so totaling up my scores here, I ended up with a score of thirty out of forty, <laughs> and my
1: very different score is twenty nine. <laughs> twenty nine <laughs> out of forty.
0: It's not the same, but it's not worth a disagreement alarm. No, 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 no. We have
1: it's like at least a three point difference right.
0: before we go to the disagreement <laughs> alarm. I think. Yeah, it, it's a super fun episode. Um, if you have, the, if you've subscribed to the DC Universe, the entire Batman: Brave and the Bold. Yes. Uh, sp- seasons every season is on there uh, for streaming so if you're looking for a, a cartoon to watch that is a uh, christmas themed maybe you have kids maybe you are a big kid yes. um and you just want to watch watch something fun highly recommend this
1: yeah i definitely recommend everybody checking out the the catalog of episodes if you are subscribed to the dc universe uh, sc- streaming service a lot of different. there's some more serious episodes there's some sort of very meta, over the top episodes that sort of poke fun at what maybe some fans didn't like about the show. Batmite is a very fun character on the show, but uh, for our first Elseworlds, as you mentioned, it maybe wasn't a conventional choice. <laughs> but uh, for a holiday episode and for our first Elseworlds, I say we hit a home run with this one.
0: And I think you, I think that as far as plot and storyline, it was a little bit better than Christmas with the Joker. I mean, from a score standpoint, I think you're right. I I think absolutely right. All right. Uh, so let's start to wrap things up Liam uh, so thank you everyone for listening uh, to today's episode if you liked us we would appreciate it if you would subscribe to us you can do so through iTunes you can do through the Google podcast app if you don't have Apple products um, but uh, you would really make our holidays if you went on to Apple and uh, after you subscribed if you do so through the iTunes store leave us a five-star review it's not um, it's not the easiest thing to do it takes you know you got to sign in you got to make sure that you have a registered to use your name but uh, if you leave us that review it helps us out a lot it helps the podcast out a lot it'll help to spread the word a little bit which is what we're trying to do um, you can also make sure that you interact with us we'd love to hear your thoughts if you've watched this episode or just your general thoughts on Batman Brave and the Bold what are your thoughts on it if you've watched uh, the majority of the series I'd love I personally would love to hear what other people think about it because it's gonna encourage me to uh, or encourage or discourage me to uh, watch more episodes <laughs> Uh, of it. Uh, but yeah, absolutely. Uh, Liam, where can the good people at home, if they wish to talk, tell us about that, where can they go to tell us about that? Uh, well, they can head
1: over to twitter.com, which is a free website. It's free. And you can definitely interact with us there. It's at DCAUReview on Twitter. Uh, while you're there, make sure to go and like and retweet our pinned tweet. Mm-hmm. We are doing a contest. We're giving away. Where It's the Christmas season, it's the holiday season. We're in giving mood. And we're doing a contest where if you like and retweet our pin tweet on uh, at DCAU review on Twitter, you will be entered to win. And once we hit 250 followers, all you got to do is send us the secret word. Liam, what is the secret word? The secret word is Martian. Martian. And once we get to those 250 followers, we will be able to, like we said, ask for the secret word and pick a winner. And... In the meantime, definitely would love to interact about this show, about our previous 32 episodes where we've covered all four of the main DCAU shows. Uh, If we do another Elseworlds episode in the new year, maybe tell us what you'd like to see next. I know... We've already gotten some feedback. People are interested in Young Justice. Mm-hmm. I'm certainly interested in taking another look at that show. New season coming out soon. Yes, sir. On the DC so that's, that's definitely going to be something we'll, I'm sure we'll look at in the new year. Absolutely. Um, but definitely any feedback you have, fan art, like getting tagged in that, theories, anything you got, definitely send them our way at DCAU Review.
0: Definitely appreciate that. All right. Well, from us here at the DCAU Review, we certainly wish you a Merry Christmas Happy holidays and a happy new year uh, as we move towards uh, 2019. And uh, we thank you for listening. I'm Cal. And I'm Liam. And we will talk to you on next week's episode. Bye bye. Tom, we now are
1: a barrel. Fa la la, la la la.